¿Qué ondas, primos y primas? My name is Freddy and welcome to My Primos Podcast. The podcast where two primos wait to talk and talk over each other. Tonight, we're going to talk about current events through our lightning round. We discussed the recent Guatemala Volcán de Fuego eruption and the devastation left behind. And we end up discussing the recent suicides in the mainstream and how mental health is overlooked in the Latino culture. Stick around and join the conversation. All right. So with me tonight, as always, is the man that can't wait to talk, but doesn't listen. Is it what? Is it Ulises? Is it Walter? Is it Walter Ulises? I don't even know anymore, man. Ahora que estamos, ¿cómo te llamas? I'll just do regular colonized Walter. Colonized w- Walter. W W A L, man. W A L. Worldwide Web Walter. Mm-hmm. W W Worldwide Walter. Worldwide Walter. Well, we're here again. Another show, another week. Um, got some good feedback from the last show. And what do you have to say, Walter? Catch up with me, man. Catch up. Um, it's hotter than a motherfucker. <laughs> it's is, like man. we've been hitting, we've been hit, what, like last month here in Austin, it was like, or in Texas, all of Texas was the hottest May in record so far. And I remember at least this week, like, it's getting pretty busy at work, so I've been having to go out in the field to do some of the grunt work. And every time I've been out there, it's been 98, 97 with a heat index of anywhere from 102 to 107, man, like 102, 106. So it's been pretty damn brutal. So Nah, man, I, we're <laughs> I'm up here in North Texas, and... I mean, even though it's only a three, four, three hour drive, it feels like a four hour drive to get to you down south. But damn, the weather's been crazy hot, dude. I have a little red car. I have no AC in it, and I feel the pain. Like at so, times, so it you, consumes so you, me. It consumes so you, me. <laughs> it envelops you. It does. I don't even feel it anymore. I feel like if I open the window, it's too cold outside when I fucking drive in the so car. So you do, you do the. You should turn it into a thing. Like you know, all these millennials will go for anything, like yoga and goats. You can, you can do um, uh, hot yoga. Well, there Mo- is hot a yoga. Mo- a mobile hot yoga. Nah, more like an, you know, it should be like an escape room. You know how you can do like an escape room? We do like try to survive this car ride driving to Austin in this 91 BMW. No, with no, I got the, no, I got the solution. No, I got the solution. You're going to go ahead and, 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 and put people through the experience of what it feels like to leave a pet Ooh, in a hot car. That's true. That'll be, you're going to charge people for that. You know what? I think I can make some money because there's always something about, hey, you want to feel what an animal feels when you leave it in the car? Yeah. $35 an hour, and you'll see what it's like. And then this is the VR version of it. So then you put just <laughs> you put some, some cheap-ass goggles on them from, from you know, high school chemistry class and just put them on them and just get him in the car. Avocado toast afterwards, man. That's and you know <laughs> what? Like my, my car doors don't work very well, so they're going to be stuck in there. <laughs> So like, I legit like a dog, right? They're just stuck hey, in know, the car. They can't get out. You know what? Get rid of this. Like, this is a gold mine right here. <laughs> All right, it's trademarked. The little symbol yeah. on the end of the trademark. word. Yeah. Right, trademark. My primo's hot box. Wait, that's a different product. The different. That's one. a di- that's a different product. A different product. All right. Yeah, we're guys. working on. We're that. working on that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, hey, how things are going right now? With uh, did you hear how um, Trump was saying he's gonna support the legalization of marijuana across the nation? I kind of heard a snippet about that. 
Yeah, because he's um, gonna support I mean, it, and he's been doing a lot recently, man. But we'll get we'll get into the current events here soon. Oh, I'm but... I'm sure he's I'm sure he, supposedly he doesn't drink alcohol. Okay. Supposedly, like, I mean, even Hitler was a vegetarian, right? But like, yeah. so he must do something, man. Like. I don't know. He does a lot. Especially know? with that cotton mouth. Every time he's always trying to drink water every interview, he's like sipping water and it's, and it, he's kind of breathing heavily and like, hey, man. like he's on something. He's we on something. We talked about it, man, that obesity. But at, at, that's our president, you know, or what they call him, the, the, what, whatever, man. He's a mess. I'm not going to fuck with that dude right now. But this week, I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. We have a lot of quick things to talk about. Uh, but I want to just get the things out of the way for everybody. If this is your first time here, we appreciate you. Uh, just spreading the word. We're a grassroots. You know, we don't we don't have any advertising dollars. Shit, we're losing uh, losing dollars as we do this. <laughs> but yep. we want we want everybody to just share the share the um, the program with everybody. You can find us weekly on your iTunes, Google Play, uh, and of course you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at My Primos Podcast. Uh, we did get some recent um, comments and some emails here recently that I'm going to kind of cover here. I'm building them up kind of like I don't have a lot, to be honest, but I'm building them up so that we can have a yeah. show about topics again. And I haven't heard from Wilmer, you know, if you're a follower from the first couple episodes, yeah. we scared him mm-hmm. off. Uh, but uh, definitely want to just uh, have you guys join the cause here. You know, we're all about making noise, informing each other, educating. We're not experts, but shit we try hey we we all are in our own sorrows so all right well that brings us to our lightning round so again the lightning round is our us like our current event catch-up we go through topics that we've picked out unprepared as most of the show is, and we spit them out at each other. Each one of us has a minute on the clock. Uh, we're supposed to stick to a minute, relatively speaking. And once the timer goes off, we move on to the next subject. And this segun. Week, segun. This week, who's starting it off? I think I started it off last week. So yeah, you're gonna I'll, start I'll get you the first one. So let me get the timer ready, man. I'm gonna hold you to it. People have been complaining we never stick to the minute. Scooby Doo, pop, pop. You hear the Tejano version of that? Anyways, I'm gonna let you just hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what? There is a Tejano just, version of that. You just blew my mind. The, well, there is. Anyways, a ver. Okay. Alright, vamos a empezar. Okay. I like <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? What? I'm gonna get over that. Yeah, it's I already know. like I'm already like Scooby Doo Papa. It's like we're all, it's like how how can that come to be? And now there's a remix of it. Yeah, man. Well, maybe a topic hey. for another day. Alright man, topic one. Go for it. Uh plastic too much fucking plastic in the water, too much microplastics everywhere. Well it it comes down to pollution, dude, with the fuck the birds act that you know Trump said earlier. Did and... you hear did you know about the whale? No, what whale? Okay, so somewhere in the Asian side of the world they found the whale that they pulled out and it turns out that the whale had like a shitload of plastic bags in its stomach that they took out and obviously we're we're just making too much waste man like it's just been ongoing for so many fucking years 
And with the way that things are going right now, it's sad. It's fucked up. And even the EPA, how they're running it now, they don't give a fuck. Like, it's going to get worse. And I feel like people have to die off to make fucking room for people that care about the world and, and the animals and all that. You know, it's fucked up. And too much plastic? Well, look at the EPA. They're going to allow all the fucking dumping they want unregulated. And it's going to make things worse. It just sucks. And yeah, and just to add on to that, just to be like a more specific, uh, for example, just just a small little, just a small little snippet, like in uh, I I forget if it was Abilene, uh, in, in in Texas, Abilene, Midland, I forget who it, where it was, but one of those little towns outlawed, or you know, got made trash bags illegal because you know they just litter. Yeah. But then with just like they and I'm and I'm going back like. Going further back, like they made fracking illegal in Denton, Texas. That Denton is north of Dallas and Fort Worth metro area. About they made like it illegal between Oklahoma yeah, and they, Texas. They, yeah, they made fracking illegal, but then the state came and said, "Hey, you're not allowed to have local government and decide that fracking is illegal." So then they took away the power. So then that means that, uh, like Austin and these cities in uh, West Texas, making it bags illegal, they can no longer do that either. Even though and that's a smart, smart little snippet of what local like, government does to contribute to the problem. And then on top of that, um, you're going anywhere from trash bags, which probably look like jellyfish, to other animals, and then they eat them, yeah. to straw, to straws in turtles' noses. Oh, and, yeah. and, and then, and then, just to scare you even more, every time you drink water from a bottled water, you're ingesting microplastics because. Just by the fact that you twist and open up the bottle, microplastics are released and you ingest them. And those and the ingest the process of ingesting that plastic, it's in your body, right? Yeah. So then that's why, just to give you a little bit, uh, if you've been to here to my house, you'll see that I have I have glass water bottles in the fridge, I have glass Tupperware, obviously la tapadera de plástico, because you know plastic is pretty convenient, but I'm trying to get rid of plastic in general. It's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. Hey, instead instead of putting uh, your onions in a bag, just carry them in the fucking and put them in the goddamn fucking belt and let them count them. You know, stuff like that. But so tote just, life, uh, tote bag life, tote bag life, man. And, it, and the thing is, it's not a tote bag life. We we come from a from a from a community, a, uh, you know, a culture that that reuses everything. So. Yeah. So it's let's not reuse, that recycle, yeah. reuse, reduce, close the loop. Yep. Right. <laughs> Your turn. All right, my turn. All right. So Trump is asking the NFL players to give him a list of people that he can pardon. I feel like just, I feel like a, it's like, like Trump is like a rapper. Trump is like a rapper. It's like making it rain on, uh, on, on, on um, pardons. Let me make it rain on pardons. Like, I did not know this. Educate me, please. Elaborate, because I have no clue. All right, so he's asking the NFL players because he's saying, and he doesn't get it, the reason they're protesting and going into the locker rooms is because he's saying, oh, people are in, are being in jail unjustly, and because of that, if you feel so much, give, bring, bring me a list of people that need to be pardoned, and I'll take care of that. But he fucking missed the whole point. They're not kneeling and protesting it because of that, because people are being killed by police officers. That's what the fucking protest is about. Right? Not because, oh, people were jailed unjustly. That's still happening, but he's missing the whole fucking point. That's the issue. And he's asking for a pardon, and how I look at it is, he's saying, hey guys, let's be cool. 
You know, like, let, give me a list of people and then I'll decide if they're worthy. Because he said it, if they're worthy to be let go, in so many words, my, me and my team will decide if that's the case. And so that's like Trump trying to, like you said, he's trying to use that as a, almost like a, like a, like a normal thing. Again, the, some, the more you make something normal, the, the easier it gets by. Like him and his blatant racism. For him to pardon whoever the fuck he wants and nonstop pardon, 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 what happens? He pardons some other random fucker that's under his payroll, right? Pardons that guy, pardons that guy, pardons that guy. It's making it normal now. And so it's becoming out of control. And just on, just to add on to that real quick, he's doing this, like, he canceled the visit of from the Eagles because most of them were going to show up. So obviously that made his, you know, ego shrink. And his hands even smaller. Um, and on top of that, he actually last year he skipped it, and this year he's at, he actually the Ramadan f- fast for mu- Muslims. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously I'm, bu- I'm I'm butchering that. You know, uh, please cope with me <laughs> on that. But he last year he skipped it, and then this year he actually had it, but he did not invite any Muslim Muslim Americans. He only invited. Um, representative from other countries that obviously showed up. So that's just like the just like a, this is like the most insecure. Like I know a couple of white people, you know, and they're chill, they're cool, they're allies, and they're badass motherfuckers. But this is like the most insecure white person I've ever. I've never met him. I don't want to meet him, but you know what I mean. Like that's like he's just so insecure. Yeah, man. But he's even said that he's telling whoever wins the NBA championship is not invited either. He already said it. Like, hey, whoever wins it because they've been protesting it and being real vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron James and everybody's been, hey, you know, no matter who wins, we don't want to go. No, and, and so just to go off of that, remember, remember last episode I was like, fuck the NFL, fuck. Like, I don't watch him because yeah. I don't. I don't, but I'm tempted to watch, I'm tempted to watch the Warriors and, and you know, Cavs because they are, like, they're pretty fucking progressive, man. And then the NBA Fuck the NBA organization, but then the NBA players themselves are being very vocal. So I wanna, I'm gonna start watching the NBA, okay, just because of the organization itself and what it's like, what it's portraying outwardly. And then in terms of the NBA, I wanna watch them because of the players and how outspoken they're being. So they're bringing me back into the fold in which I've never been, right? Because I don't know shit about football. All I know about basketball: two pointers and three pointers. Well, is there, there is there is there one pointers? No, stop. Okay, let's move on. What's your next topic, man? Stop, stop, drop and roll. <laughs> yeah, stop, just stop. Okay, next one is trade war and national security. Connect the dots. Okay, uh, well, trade war. If you don't know what's going on with Trump, basically cutting off NAFTA. You know, basically saying fuck you to Mexico and Canada when it comes to steel and other products. It's going to start an issue because even Mexico upped a, a tariff on pork. Uh, on, on, they're not taking products from U.S. anymore. So Mexico's refusing all the products from the U.S. as far as pork products. And even products coming from Mexico to the U.S. There's going to be tariffs both sides. So Mexico saying fuck you. You know, figure this shit out. Or we're not going to be in business anymore. And as far as national security, I think that's just a lie. Like, they're trying to find a way to kind of correlate 
his negotiations for for having to say that i'm doing this for national security so we can control our borders and this and that who's coming and going what products are coming and going i even heard some fucking crazy ass like right-wing conspiracy thing saying that they're um you know mules whenever they're bringing in you know products out of the country they're bringing in drugs mm -hmm. and and other shit with it so i think it's all bullshit and just to piggyback off of that pretty much my dumbfoundedness at this at these statements is that he's going ahead and placing tariffs on our northern neighbor which is Canada and our southern neighbor which is good old New Mexico and anything below that probably and um and, and he's doing it on the basis of national security also in addition to that he's also um Rick Perry the director of the energy you know department he, which he did not know the name of when one, like back in the day when he's a presidential prime, you know, candidate, yeah. he did not know the name of the fucking agency that he was going to come and represent under fucking Trump. Fucking hip. Are we living, are we living on a fucking parallel universe under, under Rick Perry and Morty <laughs> or, is, or what man. the fuck? But point being is like the correlation there is that he's justifying his actions because of. Uh, national security, and also the fact that the energy department wants to subsidize coal because obviously coal is too expensive and natural gas and petroleum are cheaper. Natural gas is, you know, being the specific one, it's cheaper. So then he's trying to justify his actions because he wants to create a dependent grid, like dependent as in, you know, it's always there. And by national security, just to define that whole term, it means that it can be depended upon. Like, they make it sound like wind power and solar power. Oh, what if there's no sun? What if there's no wind? Like, what are we going to get for power? So then they want to make it sound like, you know what, we have coal, we have wind, we have blah, blah, blah. So then the fact that they're subsidizing and requiring co energy companies, especially here in Texas, to... Um, to purchase some of their power from coal, that means that it will continue to maintain coal, sub, uh, sustain. Uh, sustain it, sustain it. Mm -hmm. okay, sorry, I got stuck there, to sustain it, right? So then for, or como again dice, with the justification that it's a national security thing because you always want to have power, which is true, right? And they're talking about the same thing for a uh, trade war, like they want to bring everything home, they want to... Uh, make everything in-house and stuff because they want to it's a national security thing right so my question is upon that like so that everybody can sit there and linger and marinate in it if that's the case so why does he not provide and propose a legitimate fucking um, infrastructure bill that would fix all our, all our roads interstate and intrastate, local roads, whatever it may be, because do you know why the interstate system was built and for what purpose? No. Not 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 for the better not for the better of society. It was built. Um, I think by LB, LBJ. I might be wrong. It was built. It was built by or, Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Okay. It was built by Eisenhower, and we recently actually were done building it. Like the whole system itself for the what? The war effort to be able to move equipment from one end of the country from sea to shining sea. So the infrastructure, the intrastate and interstate system was built 
for national security. So if he's using this as an excuse, then please go fix all these potholes. Act what is it? Act locally or what is it? So start with start with our fucking potholes. That that's me connecting the dot. Next, next. Don't laugh at me. Next. <laughs> I'm just like, I just got kind of like. Your mind is blown, huh? My mind, not my mind is blown. It's more like it's stunted. Uh, <laughs> nah, because it's ridiculous. That's the thing. It's no, ridiculous. It's, it's a lot, they're, man. They're claiming national security for all this bullshit. Then I'm like, you know what? Go fix my fucking roads. If you're claiming national security, that is national security. Like you're supposed to have, you know, operating bridges for the trains. You have to, you know, like maintained bridges for the roads so that under national security, you can get equipment you know, across whenever needed for national security, which is the reason that the interest interstate freeway system was built for, plain and simple. It wasn't done for the, you know, for us to get around, for that's for sure. Sorry if I, sorry if I got too intense on there. I Sorry if I... No, you're very passionate about interstate. <laughs> hey, my dad's a trucker, so I get it from hey, somewhere, man. There you go. And, and, mm. I'm a civil engineer. Okay, civil engineer. Not licensed. Not licensed yet. I won't take credit for so that. An amateur civil engineer. No, a graduate civil engineer. Mm, if you're not licensed, are you like, what would you call that? Unlicensed civil engineer? Does that mean you're no, not controlled just, by the laws of the civil engineer conglomerate? You can no, just it's, come uh, and go as you please in engineering. Are you like Jason Bourne of engineering? You have all no, the skills to to do something, but you're you're turning it the against ma- the, the machine. The MacGyver man. Um, <laughs> no, no, hey, you know what's one of my favorite movies? It's um, Stargate. Uh, the no, what's that movie with Russell Crowe? I think it is, and he's like this this badass motherfucker that just like fucks up the government, and it turns out he's a civil engineer. Is it Russell Crowe? I'm like Russell Crowe. No, it's not Russell Crowe. Who the fuck is it's it? Gerard Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler. I think it might be, and he just like they put him in jail, and they do all this crazy shit to him, and he's just a regular old fucking civil engineer, man. But anyways, I'm a civil engineer graduate, not yet licensed, so I will not trade credit for that. Yeah, it's a it's the movie a Law Abiding Citizen. I remember that movie. Jamie Foxx. Oh yeah, that movie. yep, exactly that other motherfucker. He's dope on that one too. But always. Unlike Donald Trump, don't take credit for shit that you don't have not earned yet. So I'm not a civil engineer. I'm a civil engineer graduate. All right. So you're in a, or like, hey, you know what? I don't, I'm, I don't, not anything yet except the guy with the. I'm an apprentice. With the microphone. Yeah, I'm, and, a, I'm an apprentice. And a clock that has long passed a minute. All right. So here, since you, you've, you've devoured the, the lightning round, we should change the name of this something beyond lightning. I think because no 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 it's not so? it's all relative baby it's all fucking relative man don't worry about it you and your beautiful bald head hey man you know what it helps speed through things you, you look know? like Krillin I look like Krillin <laughs> I mean we I, Krillin never went into a hyperbolic 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 time chamber did he I don't yeah I'm, yeah I'm in it um that should definitely be your next costume for Halloween. I thought about it, but I was Android 17 last year. I looked awesome with that black hair. Oh, Anyways. people! I'm gonna make you. Po- I'm gonna post. I'm not gonna make you. I'm gonna post that. People should see that. That was a good. That was a good. That was a that's good a good. Re- that's a good rendition. Just so for you Dragon Ball fans out there. All right. So uh, the last story here is <clears throat> eighth graders given ballistic shields as welcome gift to high school. 
So let me give you a quick rundown on this before I give you the timer. A company in Pennsylvania went ahead and gave the graduating junior high class uh, a ballistic shield, like a big, long, like a three-yard little plastic shield that they can put in their backpacks because they're saying that this is going to protect them when they go into high school. Your thoughts? Um, welcome to the rest of the world, man. Like, this is not a foreign feeling to North America, Central America, and South America, the Middle East, maybe Europe. It might be something foreign to them, and, and, and obviously Europe. I mean, not Europe, but Australia, but just to kind of tie into all that as well, that the ways that they're willing to give up their freedoms when they claim and demand the second, you know, the Second Amendment, the right to bear your arm, it's it's like I'm increasingly disappointed. Like even with their passion, their like ill misguided passion, to where they claim that they're fighting for their Second Amendment freedom, like a freedom, like this like very powerful thing that we're so proud of here in the United States of being able to, you know, fight and own your own land and your have your guns and and fuck the government, right? But just to wrap it up, in addition to that. Like I remember hearing that they're that they're talking about a facial recognition program in you know Facebook, Instagram, and all your social media to be able to recognize people's faces, read through people's emails, and all that shit, and just kind of pick out words, Profile. key words that will, yeah. I don't. I'm sure people like. Well, listen. I mean, the only ever they're gonna have to the only societal. People. The only film that 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 um, away from Vanilla Sky and Top Gun, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. The only film that Tom Cruise ever said that I can reference is Minority Report. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Everything, everything that we're talking about here, it's akin right down the fucking track for Minority Report. Like they arrest you before you even commit the crime. So these guys are willing to. Let their kids get a backpack full of metal to not get shot. And they're willing to give up their rights and get facial recognition, get their emails read, their social media fucked up the ass. Just every, all your information, all your metadata, metadata, however you say it. Um, yeah, um, collected, gathered. Yeah. Gathered, collected to prevent shootings. Okay, They're willing to relinquish their privacy. They're really, they're willing to relinquish all this privacy. But they won't relinquish the guns. But they won't fucking let go of the guns. It's like, yeah. motherfucker, like you got, you got, you got it twisted, man. Like it is I twisted, understand, man. I understand the whole gun thing, but you got it twisted, man. This is something you should not be relinquishing. Your privacy, anyway, your, yes, your, your, your stuff. I, I get it, man. It's fucked up, and you're but right. But I got, but I got my gun. I got my gun, right? And hey, you're right. You're right. I agree with you. It's just the fact that people are willing to give up all their privacies, uh, let you look through all their stuff, and be profiled on a regular basis, which we already are. Like the CIA yeah. is listening to this recording right now. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's watching us, listening to us. It is what it Ed, is. Edward Snowden. It's not a fucking conspiracy anymore. It's not an Alex Jones shit. It's true. It's true. And it's sad that the school, like you said, it's now becoming like part of your back to school gear is a fucking bulletproof shield in your backpack. That's sad. It's fucked up. And I just hate that this is the world we're living in. So, when do you see... I'll, I'll sponsor Jimmy and buy Jimmy his first Kevlar um, backpack. 
man, I'll do it. It's gonna become it's gonna become a market. Like it's sad, but I hate. And we talked about it on the shooting episode, but yeah, it's just what's becoming normal, and it's sad that it's becoming commonplace to where now this is becoming a graduation gift for kids from going into high school. You know what I'm thinking about? Do you think Jimmy would be down for a? Cause you know, fuck Gucci, gut, fuck um. You know what I'm like? I wanna. I'm gonna get him a. And you know, I'm I'm Eve Saint Laurent. I'm probably saying it wrong. I like their fragrances. I have. I like their fucking uh, colognes. So I'm gonna get him a Eve Saint Laurent, uh, Kevlar backpack. You know what, man? Thanks. So come up with it. it. Hashtag <laughs> Eve Saint Laurent Kevlar backpack. <laughs> Killer backpacks. Backpacks yeah. save lives. Okay, these were uh, some dope-ass guys from Austin, actually, local guys that I've seen more than a couple of times. They are Money Chicha, and this was uh, Cosa Verde from their Echo in Mexico album, Money Chicha. And they're also part of, like, these guys play all over the place. They're also part of um, Brownout, which they play, like, a lot of, like, uh, festivals or... No, no, they, they play a lot of, like, um, Black Sabbath covers, but with a very, like, Latino Latino twist to it, you know, oh, okay. like, so it's, like, like, they're awesome, like, I think that this, this type of, uh, this type of music, you know, in par with Las Cafeteras, you know, which I'm sure people in LA have heard, and with Chicano Batman, and, um... Like, the psychedelic... Cumbia yeah. kind of like resurgence. I think the other one, the I even saw her in CBP ones. Oh, she's like the she's she's like the main singer, and she has her I keep I forget her name, but anyways, I think that that's the future of music, man. Like to be honest, like I think that's the future of music. One day we'll be perreando to this stuff, man. What's <laughs> well, cool, man? Check it out, guys. Uh, it's, it's really, really good music. Good. Money chicha, and the record again is Echo in Mexico. Yeah, I'm. They, next time you come down, I'm taking you out. All right, man. All right, now we're gonna talk about Guatemala, and so obviously everybody has been listening to this uh, is aware of what happened to Guatemala, that just the uh, volcán de fuego, la erupción que pasó esa semana pasada, this past week, and there's been 109 dead. Uh, 109. So Damn, I remember hearing first seven and then 33. Now it's a, it left a hundred. So I'll give you a quick rundown. Obviously, I don't want to regurgitate stuff everybody's been talking about. But uh, in Guatemala, uh, we're looking at. It's sad because I I'm reading some of the facts with it. So bear with me here. the The volcano had left 109 dead and almost 200 others missing. So we don't know if we're looking at that. And you can just search all through social media and the news. There's images of people just engulfed in ashes and completely dead, still in that like frozen state. You know, almost like like, like Pompeii. Pompeii, like Pompeii. Yeah. That's it, like como Pompeii, just like that. Like, it's sad, man, because it's just it really breaks your heart to see that nowadays, 2018, 
with all the shit that's going on, all the seismographs and tests and everything. Look at Hawaii. Hawaii didn't have this fucking fallout, but Guatemala did. You know? And the whole the whole thing is that we're not disparaging the, the dead and the people that are suffering with it because there's plenty of uh, of causes right now in different parts of the country that are, you know, grouping up to help Guatemala to send money, uh, you know, clothing drives, everything. Just search your local area uh search you know on facebook and instagram i see and there's things going on in macarthur park this weekend as well which is a weekend uh for we're recording this this will be the weekend of the 10th uh but there's different things going on and at least uh, look in your area see what you can find to help out for guatemala uh but to talk about the main fact is this uh the big thing going on in the news is that the government and the the scientists and the the seismologists the volcanists all these people knew that this was going to happen Yet, they didn't put an emphasis in saving people and notifying them to early evacuate. The argument they're making is, we can only do so much. It comes down to self-evacuation at this point. We can't help be responsible for every person that doesn't realize what's going on and self-evacuate. But there are people advocating for the other side saying, you didn't care enough to take these precautions and tell people, hey, this is happening. This is an active volcano. We've been living here for so many years without an eruption. But guess what? Now it's happening. We know it's happening. Let's evacuate. And they didn't. And it's I've been just looking at the pictures and it's like, that's like on Facebook, you click on it and it says like graphic or something. Yeah. Which I don't I don't know who the fuck labels it a gra- as graphic like this is real life like like well maybe I'll I'll take that back I'm not a parent I don't know if 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 I would ever be as a parent I would ever want to like censor certain images for my kids but I feel like hey this is real life this is happening like I don't know it's just like cabrón, man like esta madre está cabrón it's not. You got volcanoes, you got Nicaragua falling apart, then you got the United States, the Salvadoreños coming here in the United States because why not, and then getting locked up. It's like, like it feels like we're definitely in a parallel universe. Gente dice que ya viene Dios, you know, que ya, like, this is the end of days, like, so much is happening, we have so much corruption in the government all over the world, not just in the U.S., but all over the world government officials that we put in power that are not giving a fuck about our people Esta gente well, aquí, and you know and like i digress because it's going to go into a whole tangent but the passion behind this conversation and me and you we discuss it on our own off air but it comes down to just the people man Esta gente se confía que el gobierno nos va a ayudar y el problema es que siempre lo hemos confiado verdad pues hay ciertas cosas que es la, la vida de la, de la gente humana it's a human rights a human's life issue this was something that they knew was happening. They could have gone in there with the military. Hey, this is not a fucking joke. Let's get out of here. Force evacuations. But instead they say, you know what? They knew it. They saw it. They should have felt self-evacuated. Really? You live next to a volcano for 15 years? Never happens? And the one time you think it might happen? Yeah, you know? but you also you also have Hawaii. You also have Hawaiian fucking shit coming out of a, a dirt nipple, a.k.a. a volcano. Like... Hashtag like, dirt nipple. Yeah, dirt nipple. So then it's like, hey, the earth goes through its cycles and shit is going to happen and I'm going to bring it back and not be as, you know, apocalyptic and, 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 and you know, you know, just like end of days type of shit, shit you know, uh, it's just part of life. And, and we have to, as humans and as animals, where I think we come from, but 
it's like just a thing that we have to adapt to, but at the same time, it's like we have enough technology, we have enough knowledge to fucking like expect this and be able to, you know, obviously you're not going to expect, you're not going to prevent an earthquake, you're not going to predict an eruption, but once it happens, plan accordingly, respond accordingly. There should be measures in place. Yeah. There should be measures in place at this point in time. And the issue is here to get down to the finer point. Tragedy, of course, right? But the big issue that people are up in arms about is the fact that the blame is being put on the people themselves. Now, to take to play devil's advocate, okay? If I'm Why do people live there? People people <laughs> live there. Yeah. But there was yeah. hotels there. There's people that their whole thing was that's a tourist attraction that they live so close to an active volcano. Like yeah, Hawaii that's, and that's, all that. That's, that's their whole, commerce. That's, that's their whole, the whole thing, Hawaii. Right? Yeah. So yeah. if you're in Guatemala, you live in this village, and you see that this is happening, and more so than usual, isn't it my own fault for not wising up and going, oh, fuck, I got to get my family out of here? Or do I really just play lame to the government coming in and me salven and me digan, si no ha llegado la policía, sirve nada, ¿quién me va a quedar? Is that how it should work? No, but it's also responsibility from the government too, as well. Just like in um, Houston, when the hurricane happened, um, a lot of the a lot of the las partes que se inundaron in Houston, el problema que pasó ahí fue que y, y esta es parte of this is part of civil engineering and planning as well. Uh, I know a couple of people out there, so you know, um, be part of the solution. Let's be part of the solution where. You are permitted and you're given the permit to build communities at the foot of the volcano at in, 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 in areas that are known to be flooded at a 500-year storm, which nowadays you, ha- you have them back-to-back in one year. So there, there has to be a re- redefinition and a reassessment of what geo- geoscience, like just the science of an earth science. Of what it's supposed to be, flood maps have to be updated because just like in Houston, like home developers were allowed to build homes in areas that are known to be part of the 500-year, you know, plain zone or whatever. So then, wait, people build those houses there because developers were allowed to build their houses there because of the city. So then, once the flooding happens and shit gets fucked up. Citizens are the ones that come out and pay the piper, right? Yeah. So in the same thing, volcanoes. Like, why are they allowing people? Like, hey, there's no more land. Native people, fuck it. You know, you let it happen. But now that the eruption actually happened, let's curtail that. And you tell them, hey, it just happened. Let's like just in Hawaii, don't build your fucking house there anymore. You know? I'm with you, man. I think that to put a bow on it. The thing to take a look at is that there's responsibility here. We know, of course, no one literally per- knew the moment it was per- going to happen. Yeah. There's, there's personal voter responsibility. Sure, there is, but there's accountability for taking care of your people. It's a human rights issue, it's a human life issue here. And the thing is, just to put a bow on this and end this, is that I agree with you that there has to be accountability for the government in this hand. They can't push it on the people. They can't. Okay, because the the people here, yes, there is common sense, and I get that. I, there's a grain yes. of suits that there is common sense. There's a grain of that. All right. No, there's a sack of grains of that. Sure, like, there's, a, there's a sack of grains yeah. with that common sense. Hey, the sky is turning black. The earth is shaking. Let me move the fuck out of here. Yeah, but, the sky is falling. Let's run, motherfucker. Yeah, but like you said, now that it's happened, 
Let's yeah. put things in measures in place to prevent it from happening again. Yeah, exactly. Rolling suicide. Okay, that was Chop Suey by System of Down. I don't think I need to introduce that. Maybe, man. We don't know how old everybody is. Yeah? Yeah, they're old. Everybody here is old. Well, I feel old. Yeah? What are you dealing with? Me, man, a lot. Arthritis, shingles. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just got, I just have a big-ass toothache. I drank, like, four more trains and... Snorted two Tylenols and put some of that. What do you call it? Like n- n- numbing thing on my teeth to have a toothache. Oh, for your, your dentures. Yeah, for my dentures and <laughs> and then I went and self-medicated with some uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good sedative. And a, yeah, and a Thai iced tea. So that's a good sedative for you. Some Krispy Kreme, some yeah. some pills. Nah, man, but. Uh, this week we're gonna our main topic is you know what what kind of strung along this topic tonight or today whenever you're listening to this is uh you know there's been a rash of like just suicide after suicide in the mainstream from like celebrities and just in general that we see more and more now you know and I, think I mean and just uh and just and just to kind of point it out uh prom you know famous people comedians because obviously there's yeah. always you know suicide that occurs you know everywhere else but right these stand out again because these are right whatever yeah. you want to call them yeah right now it's the most recent one was anthony bourdain which was like a uh a chef that what was famous fuck? Yeah, it was a chef that was famous for like traveling and kind of showing the world about like the really uh, indigenous. I would say indigenous for any part of the world he visited. Yeah. Local foods, indigenous foods, and how they're made. And he had a great charm about him. Uh, the way he he expressed his curiosity and his fascination with food and the culture around it, and the world that bred that food, you know. And it was just really inviting, and it was just great. Uh, he was a great showman, a great writer, uh, and a good chef, too. From what I know, I never you know, knew about his cooking, but it was mostly watch his show, you know, and he was just famous for being, like, this, like, bad boy of, like, the food network kind of thing, you know? No, but, yeah, so, and then who else? Um, I don't know who Kate Spade is, but apparently she was a designer, and she also committed suicide, and leaving behind a young, you know, kid or, and then whatever, you know, their spouses. And in addition to that, uh, Chester, Chester Wright from Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. And Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. Oh my, yeah, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. So that's one of the few, some of the few ones. And 
that only leaves who like Eddie Vedder from the grunge movement, right? That's only that's he, he's the only the last man standing, isn't he? I mean, you, Dave Dave Grohl still running around, you know. I mean, there's people still running around from that era that didn't or haven't, you know. They've gone through their demons yeah. here and there, but you know, narrowing this down, suicide itself, and like, it just brought the topic up of mental health and and just mental health in general, especially within. The Latino community, you know, it's always looked down upon as, oh, it's que no wanta, or all oh, these rich people don't have real problems, you know, like, how are they killing themselves if they got all this money, or how are they killing themselves if they're white, privileged, you know, musicians, and Latinos are more like, hey, puta, get, yeah, zampata ahí, tomate esto, sale afuera, go, go do something else, you know, like, get over it. And I even. That's what my grandma, like, I remember. And it's about my one time I was no quería comer or no sé qué, right? And my grandma's like, tempachado. <laughs> then she and she does me, me dio una sobada, and my grandma like she cured you know, your she cured your depression. En paz descanse. She was she had tenía you know cada dedo parecía de papa. Like she had big fingers and me dio me sobó. Y that sobada was effective because after that me empachaba, but I wouldn't say anything. I would still eat. <laughs> they didn't fix that problem, right? As you can I tell. would still eat, yeah. I would still eat because regardless of whether I was so that was me hiding it, right? Um, but yeah, it's, the the thing today is just the mental health, right? I mean, it, it's something that more and more as we get more educated and you know we come up, it's something that's real that we ignore. We took it, oh, it's just stress, or I'm just tired, you know, or I'll get over it. And you know, my wife and me had a quick conversation about it just kind of picking her brain about it. And she said, well, look, everybody, somebody else always has it worse than you. You know? Like, oh, yeah. you know, hey, dale gracias que tenés esto, gracias que tenés aquello. Like, in a way, it's kind of like count your blessings. Like, don't bitch. You know, you you you, you got something better than somebody else does. She's yeah. right. Right? There's always somebody worse off, but at the same time, it's like, I'm still dealing with shit. I don't, I don't like that. Like, I don't, I mean, count your blessings. But I, I like I'd rather take it that way. Count your blessings, right? You're right. Yeah. But don't I, I don't like to look at it from like stop bitching about it. Somebody else has it worse than you. Why? Because that means you have to um, satisfy yourself with the crumbs of whatever you know you're you have coming your way, and that that steeps into you know your economic situation, political. Like everything, it just go like you just be happy that you have a toilet, just be happy that you're eating McDonald's. So then you're creating a very subversive society that is as long as I have my Facebook and Starbucks, then be happy, motherfucker. And that's not the attitude that we you know need. It's like no. rights and services and education and healthcare, and it goes beyond that. And then it falls into whole that that whole thing where you know you want affordability to be able to get help. You know, and healthcare and all that stuff. Um, I think you're right. Like the whole, if I look at it as count your blessings, yes, there's a side to that, right? Like, hey, I'm very grateful for yeah the ability to sit here with you in the in the, in the United States and have a conversation over the internet and be able to do uh -huh. this, right? And in my in the comfort of my own home, right? Yes, there's plenty of people that are living in a hut right now trying to figure out what they're gonna eat. You know, so yes, you can compare and contrast. But what we can't diminish is this. There are times where I think to myself, man. That guy's probably happier than I am right now. Figuring out what to eat with his family right now. He's probably has, doesn't have a care in the fucking world. He doesn't have a boss he has to talk to tomorrow. 
or a rent due or the car note or car insurance or you know i'm not feeling i'm not feeling well so he's not sick but you know like there's there's so many things that he doesn't have to stress about other worries and concerns the thing is like it's not right to sit there and think hey i got it better than him so i should be fine that's the wrong attitude like you said yourself at least for economical reasons you know even in your career you know what i I got a job i should be happy i got a job right yeah, you should be happy you have a job, but it doesn't mean that you just to sit there and take it if you're being browbeaten all day. And that kind of leads into the mental health thing, right? I remember yeah. growing up and my mom, even today, is telling me like, hey, you know, you sound a little stressed, a little worried. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of things going on. And she's like, oh, you know, gracias a Dios que tenés esto, tenés trabajo, and just, you know, you'll be all right. F- figure it out. In a way, I'm like, okay, my mom's just trying to help me in her way. Yeah. But it's also that old school way, like you said, it's not necessarily fixing the problem. And then it kind of talks about how I don't know many Latinos that are willing to go through like therapy, that are willing to go through self-help, uh, seek out, uh, you know, counseling or even just reaching out within our even your own family. You know, yeah, I've made that call, you know, where my company pays for like certain amounts of therapy. Yeah. And, whatnot. And one day I called, you know, and I got a heart to heart with somebody that I never knew and it helped, you know, and, and the more and more I looked at oh, it, it was over the phone, yeah, over the phone, over the phone. Oh, so I can call like cool. a hotline 24 seven and, you know, definitely that's there for, I guess that how the ever increasing, um, you know, mental health situation going on with a lot of people that kind of snap and, and committed suicide or hurting others, you know? And so I've been given that, <laughs> It's been now kind of seeping into from the white culture into into ours here because we work in that world. We work in that in those industries where, you know, corporations figure, hey, everybody else gets this. Let's trickle down. But I was so abrasive, Walter. I was so abrasive yeah. about it. Like, fuck that. I got to deal with it. Let me let me be self-destructive. Like, I don't know about you, but so, I, I've gotten there, man. I've gotten there. And I, and I appreciate you sharing it because... I mean, we're all going through a little bit of that, and and like uh, a coworker, I I brought up the hey, did you hear about Anthony Bourdain? And she's like, yeah. Oh, and that Kate Spade lady, and it's like, and she said the same thing. It's like right off the bat, it's like, no entiendo por qué esa gente se 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 mata. Dice like, you know, they're successful and everything, and and I tell her, and I told you, and I told her, yeah, you're right. Like in a certain, but that doesn't mean we as Latinos are not. Um, susceptible to the same stressors that they are, that they are. But then she also brought up a good point where she said, like, uno, uno de Latinos está tan jodido que you, you don't, you don't have time to worry about yourself. And she's right. Uno está tan jodido, and, you know, we're better off now. Like me and you, like you know, we got, you know, trying to move on up from where our parents started off, um, but still, you know, putting in work and struggling, right, um, towards whatever goal we have down the road. But in the meantime. Um, like she said, it's like we're estamos jodidos, so we don't have the time to worry about that, which means that we're like in survival mode all the time. So if you're in survival mode, you're just trying to, you know, get by, get by, get by, get by, and then all of a sudden, whenever you're feeling, como dice René from Calle 13, dice, aprendí a curarme la depresión con cerveza, right? Like yeah. just abuse. You know, you, you self you you self medicate, you abuse yourself and people around you, right? And like like you were sharing about therapy, like, you know, I shared previous episode that I had, an, uh, I would say an academic panic, no, <laughs> an anxiety attack or a panic attack, right? Yeah. I had that, so then I 
I, I started emailing, you know, yeah, the, the like you said, uh, work pay, your yeah. home work insurance pays for certain, you know, visits. So then I did it. I looked it up, and I've been spending the last three weeks just kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, considering, considering therapy. Because it. and it, then is it, all is it, hold on, is, is it because that abrasiveness? They're like, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Yeah, because it's like you have that like idea of like I can work through this because. Like I, I remember everything I told, else. Yeah, and any any type of cell medication, and and I've been listening. I don't know if 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 you've listened to, if you have any, should, and everybody out there that's bothering to listen. It's the KOD, the new KOD was probably it's new to me, the J Cole KOD album, and I like that album because it it, it says in a the line there, and I'm quoting a lot of music right now, right? But it's therapy, man. Like music to at least for me. And I'm sure to a lot of people, it's therapy from heartbreak to stress to to um, family loss, and uh, you I know, mean, it's everything. whatever stuff. Like even to work out, you, I'm a main, <laughs> you know, whatever song you, you put in the yeah, you know, for working out. So you know, music comes a lot a long way in terms of, of of at least you know for 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 the poor, it's a very affordable of therapy, right? So then, in one of his songs, he says. Uh, don't like, don't medic, don't self-medicate, and it's just like I have a suggestion, meditate. You know, like obviously it rhymes right in a very clever way uh, with this MC and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, going back to that, it's 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 uh, we try to medicate, be it through food, alcohol, drugs. Be it anywhere from physical. From, I mean, just be uh, real. No, no, a- yeah. anywhere, anywhere from um. "Quote unquote legal drugs, right? Like, uh, like the ep- now that's yeah. what's been called an epidemic with all the pills to depressants and things yeah, like that. to scissor and everything else in between that's illegal, right? I think that the but problem yeah, so. is that, like you said, we self medicate because we've been taught to keep to ourselves. Remember, we don't like to talk to other people. We like to keep within ourselves. We don't like to share our emotions because it shows weakness, and we're always having up that wall. We're either we're always we're either one of two things." We're either afraid or we're always mm-hmm. pissed off. So it's never in between. Yeah. Like, as a, as a Latino, I can tell you it's either, oh, ese puta de miedoso, le decían burla, que, oh, no aguanta nada. Yep. Or it's like, oh, shit, exactly. that fool's crazy. Está loco, te enojado, se volvió loco. You know? Y yep. dice, oh, nomás la gente blanca se mata. We kill ourselves very slowly <laughs> with alcohol and all other types of stuff and and diabetes, right? Yeah. Um, but going back to what I was saying, like I've been like slowly like looking for and then either time slots are very inconvenient, and then if they and in other ones they are not taking patients, like they're not taking any more patients because they're already full, and then. I got a hold of somebody, but then, you know, it takes time to communicate them through email because then you have to formalize the process. So it's like I consider that I'm not, you know, like imagine if there's situations where it's a very dire situations. Like every time I've like and I've been calling, you know, you know, I'll take it upon myself. Okay, I'm going to make a call here, here, here. And and every time you call, if this is an emergency, call 911. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I'm like imagine for somebody that's in dire situation that really does need you know, some kind of help, it's yeah, like it's, they it's don't... Like, imagine there's no... What? Like, I'm starting to think, like, our, our, our 
are that many people seeking help or are or, or there's not enough funding going towards it. There's not enough therapists to I go around. That, it's, or, it's a combination of lack of knowledge and when something like it's like you atrophy. And I don't want to forget this. So there is a number you can call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. You can do call that number 24 hours a day. So definitely someone that will listen in yeah. case if you're going through stuff. And don't say you don't have insurance, right? Is that the, the ones that are listening to us, you know, maybe they're not working yet. That's an option for you. At least talk to somebody. Put yourself out there. If you're at the point where you can't scream enough on Facebook, because some people like to vent on there, but prefer more private and talk to people, give that call. And you can do online chat as well. If you don't want to actually speak, you can do online chat. So, and, and, and I also like that you touched upon like screaming on Facebook because that's the the kind of like um, falsity, if that's even a word, but like this false sense of of um, of connectivity that 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 technology also kind of provides. Where right, technology brings us closer, but then it doesn't bring us that closer. Like it's like hit, hit up a motherfucker and ask how they're how they're doing. You know, hit up hit each other up and say, hey, hi, how you doing, man? It's not just on Facebook. They liked your stuff. And so then, like, I have a group of friends that we text each other for random reasons. Like, you're in a group text, and we say the stupidest things. And we're just, a like, last time I didn't text back in a while to, to, to that little group. And, and then they started worrying, and then they hit me up on Facebook. And, hey, well, like, what, what you been up to? Like, we haven't heard from you. I was like, I broke my phone. It took me this long to get it. I was like, okay, cool, but we just wanted to check up on you, right? And 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 they listened to the podcast, so they said like, oh, I haven't heard him since the last pod, podcast. Yeah. So then, but they immediately took it upon themselves just to hit me up. It's like, hey, what are you doing? I don't know if it's murió este cabrón somewhere in a ditch or I don't know. Like, but do you think that touching like, on that, the, your friends that are reaching out to you is because they maybe they they feel a little more able to do so when our parents oh, yeah, yeah. didn't do that. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You've opened yourself to where mm. they, you can receive that call or that text yes. or that conversation because there's plenty of people that go like, "Fuck you, man! Don't talk to me right now." Or hey, I, no, what the fuck? Why are you being nosy? You know, or like, yeah. there's a lot of a, a lot of that that they don't want to deal with. They're like, no, 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 that's not for me. That's I feel that within our parents' generation, there's always this um, hesitation to. Go that it's like andas de metido, no andas preguntando, and then from our perspective in terms of asking, there's always this coy, coyness about like even asking the question. So nobody ever bring that that up, and I hope that at least our generation is being more open to that. And and like you said, so then and that's also what I was trying to get at is like let's not rely on social media to feel that we're connected to somebody, no. you know, just, you know, say hi to a motherfucker and see how they're doing, you know, actually text, text the person, talk at text, least. text, don't call, don't call people because that's fucking weird, <laughs> nobody fucking does, you do that, you're a fucking weirdo, but at least personalize it by texting the person, you know, a lot of times just to that whole thing about like, we always act strong, we always pretend that we're strong and, you know, internally people might be falling apart and then, and then even our, our, you know, the women within the Latino community, they're always being like, like Sh black women. Or... No, 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 not that. But black women, Latino women, they're always being told like our memes or memes, I mean, or but there's always this people that say, oh, like Latina women are crazy and Latina women, 
like, and but not crazy, like in the way to go ahead and seek help. It's like no much Latino women like are strong and black women are strong and you always have that like there are these like no bullshit women that you know are gonna handle shit and you know handling the household and all this other stuff. And don't you always... think that the Latino and black women go crazy because they fucking are stressed out and they yes, like that's not, what I'm getting at. It's not that I'm... they're just like, yeah. hey, Latino women are wild and tough and crazy. No, they have to be yeah. because they have no other outlet, and because of all the bullshit we've put them through, and exactly, you know, they have no outlet except to yell at you, you know. And so, so then yeah, so then there's always this, 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 you know, portrayal of 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 of, peop- of women of color that they're like crazy or strong and it's like we have to also and they you know they have to let themselves and us allow them to be vulnerable you know around us as well and and not and not when they cry call them chionas you know because yeah. it's not they just i mean we're a bunch of chionas too you know when like like i was i was saw on on, on somewhere online that that said like Men complain about women being emotional, but then men cry over a goddamn fucking sport of uh, uh, an overglorified uh, sport of fetch, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just chasing a ball, right? Yes, I so. think that, you know, these examples are just kind of the, the, the things that come to mind when it comes to people that, or Latinos in general, or people of color, where you hear, I'm not going to go get help. I'll deal with it, right? Yeah. And that's just perpetuating the cycle of us not being i say use the word woke enough when it comes to mental health like i i have recently in the last i want to say four or five months have been able to grasp that there's something that i need to deal with you know i was one that i turned to food i used to turn to food to eat and wallow in it knowingly like hey i feel bad and it wasn't like i'm gonna eat something to make me feel good it was like I'm going to make myself feel like shit right now on purpose. Like I'm going to eat really bad. And, like, no, it was, it was like, it was the worst. It was thing like, what is it? I'm, I, I eat cause I'm depressed and I'm depressed cause I eat. But when I did that, like, obviously it's like, it's like when someone abuses alcohol, it's about abuse, right? You're, you're, you're a fat ass Ouroboros or or whatever. That snake that, yeah, that snake that eats itself. But that's an example of how, a famous person that's rich and has all this money, all this fame, can end up somewhere we don't know what they're really feeling. They have this outside persona, yeah. like we've all done, this outside machismo, this outside image of the strong woman or strong man. Hey, man, they got the life. They're in Hollywood. They're living it up. We don't know. Like I told you earlier, the aforementioned guy in a hut. I don't know if they're dealing with something worse than I am. Maybe they look at me and go, dude, that guy doesn't have people hounding him all the time. That guy doesn't have yeah. to worry about a TV production. These guys don't have to worry about people's jobs, all that, or your boss at work. You don't know what your boss goes home to. You don't know what he has to deal with making payroll or what he has to deal with at home or the business is falling apart. I've always mentioned that I can never sit here and tell you, oh, you got it easy. No matter what the situation is, it's wrong for me to do that because you may look at me and go, fuck, man, he's got it. He's got it good. Something's going on with him. But the one thing that... Me and my wife touch on there's a void and we try to fill those voids with the wrong things right and you talked about seeking help be it a person that helps man and for all you guys listening out there the void you want to fill with you don't fill it with negative things that's a problem we they're easy they're at, at alcance de la mano right 
It's easy to yeah. go buy some beer, go buy drugs, uh, eat some fucking ice cream, and or go get fucked up and go get drunk, or reach for a and knife, it, and, you know? And it, and it makes you feel good, you know, while you're doing those things, like this temporary... Uh, Fuck it attitude. You Fuck know, it. Yeah, and, and liberating. You're temp- like the temporary um, feeling of a void, but then at one point you have to kind of cut that umbilical cord, like, you know, and separate yourself from that. And like you said... Seek, seek positive things to fill whatever void you you have with you know friendships, activities, or whatever you know, the even, hell. Even you know? me, like me, I found God, you know, and that yeah. helped me fill my void, where it was something that fit and worked for me. To where even friends, when I had to kind of go, almost I almost felt like I had to kind of you know on TV, you go, hey, I'm so and so, I have a problem. I was telling friends like, this is this is an example, even about mental health. I share with some friends. I said, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm going through a lot right now, and you know, I'm I'm finding a relationship with Jesus Christ and God." One friend went, "Hey, man, that's cool. Whatever you need, as long as it's positive and helps you, great." Yeah. The other friend attacked me. Oh, that's all bullshit. That's re- that's fucking religion. They're gonna take your money. They're gonna just waste your time. They're gonna fill your head with all this bullshit. Blah 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 blah. Isn't it the same argument when it comes to therapy, mental health? You have someone going, you know what? That's good. You know? No, but that, that's have someone that's going, a, but it's bullshit. It's money no, wasted and all that. If, you any, know? if anything, it's affordable therapy, you know, for, for you because it's, you know, it's, it's an affordable. Because honestly, that's, I guess you can also call it what the opiate of the mass. It's some, some people might refer to it as like, because sure. our culture also, it's like, Let's fall on God, and you know God has a plan, and blah 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 blah, and and it's that might be the case, and it's okay. Go ahead and do that, but don't ignore the motherfucker doing the bullshit. Don't ignore no. the politics behind, you know, using religion and God, the institution. I'm sure. I mean, I don't, I haven't accepted God or anything, right? But um, the institutions themselves, right? Yeah. And the that's, thing is uh, that it's a, it's a vehicle, but it's an example of just how something can be twisted right like anything else yeah. and so the fact that we're talking today about suicide prevention mental health stressors within the community that people look down upon you they can and have where they go what the fuck he's going to therapy or hey why is he bitching and moaning about this he should be fucking happy like and these suicides and why they've kind of become more and more and more and more and more it's just because of the fact that i think that more and more people are feeling one it's celebrities doing it True. so then that's bringing it to light yeah. and now you have a larger um, the white community being victims to that own their own system of, of, of uh, uh, the readily available uh, pharmaceutical drugs that are being pumped into and them and us we've had that drug problem the whole time in our communities but now it's being finally Address, not funded, because it's still not getting properly funded, but it's finally getting addressed, and hopefully we get some residual benefit from those that trickle down, <laughs> that trickle down economic, whatever, right? But I also wanted to touch kind of like to always um, bring it full, full circle within our community and, and, and that whole um, like survival mode that I was talking about that, that, that we always – that we were referring to, um, there was a recently on the on the thirteenth of this month, actually, a gentleman 
from Guatemala with his wife. Actually, um, I'm trying to look for the article. I'll, I'll, I'll reference his name in a bit. But what I heard was that him, his wife, and his son were, you know, backpacking here. Yeah, backpackers. Yeah, looking for asylum. And they got here fleeing violence, economic, probably economic, you know, for economic reasons too, um, trying to seek a better life just like we ended up here pretty much. And he got here, and then they ended up separating him from his wife, his wife from his kid, and he ended up committing suicide while in the detention center under surveillance. Like, he just that he managed to commit suicide somehow, right? So then that kind of gives you, I don't know, like, it's like we're all susceptible to that, you know? Like, he was fleeing, he fleed so much danger, so much bullshit from Guatemala. You got, you got, like I said, you got economic reasons, you got, have you have violence, and then on top of that, you have fucking volcanoes popping up and, you know, like, some environmental catastrophes. So then imagine everything that person's going through trying to come to what, you know, is considered this like beacon in the distance, which is the United States trying to make a better life for themselves. Like you said, oh, over there, I mean, they're not necessarily in a hut, right? Mm -hmm. But wherever they come from, they're just trying to get their asses here. And let me go get a low-paying job, and I'll be better than I, I was. You know, I'll yeah, be better than I was. Exactly, because we're if you're worried if you're worried just about you know the next plate on your you know the next food, or having a place to know, sleep, a plate and... of all that stuff, then you're never worried about yourself. And and then he's fleeing all that, all those stressors, right? And survive. That's a you know we're survivors, right? Like. Like they complain that 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 we're rape. No, we're the cream of the crop, motherfucker, because we're surviving shit, and we came all the way over here. We didn't know the language. I mean, I'm referring to our parents, right? Not not us, but I mean, we're going through our own struggles and adapting to this culture itself. But then they come here, putting up with all this bullshit. So they they've survived this much, right? If anything, we're physically apt. Like motherfuckers, at okay, least, right? But the mental aspect, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, and yeah, exactly. And then, and then he, we get here, or he gets here, and he just gets put in a box, separated from his family, and like that's where, well, you sit there, and then, and then what, you know? And it's just, and that's where it kind of shows you that we're we survive, we're able to survive this, you know, these just shitty conditions and then he was put in a room by himself separated from his family and like he couldn't take it like he committed suicide that that shows you that yes we go through those problems too yes we have those vulnerabilities but we never have time to sit there and actually consider them at least that's how i take it no no i agree i think that the the big takeaway that i'm trying to push across this topic here so before we end the the night or the day here but is the fact that we can't ignore things. It's never a telltale sign, right? Yeah, there's obvious shit. If someone's literally hasn't talked to you in like a week and is moping, you you, you kind of check in on them and they refuse to and you just kind of bust a ghost on someone. Yeah, the people are going to reach out to you. You can't really tell. It's hard. We're not educated here enough or professionals on it, but at least I would like to acknowledge and just you within yourself. 
you know, because we can we can work on ourselves. We can't convince everybody else. You can't force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. Work on yourself. Recognize that there are services out there that if you feel, you know what, I'm a little bit overwhelmed right now. Let me reach out to somebody. It's a quick conversation. Or if you don't feel comfortable with someone in the family or friend, reach out to these services we talked about. You know, uh, and definitely want to just hit, look at hit us up. Know? Hit us hit up, man. Us up. We'll, there you go. Shit, we'll talk to you. We'll talk shit to you. Yeah, we'll message you. Emails again. It's myprimospodcast at gmail But just hit us up. You know, we can do that. Or just again, the suicide prevention hotline lifeline is a one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. If you're going through some of these thoughts or just feel that you're kind of on the edge. Reach out, know yourself, and there's help, you know. And I, I just want to make sure that you guys know that we got to address it and take care of each other. And, I mean, all I'm going to add at the end is just, I mean, from a Latino male perspective and, you know, from Latino women that I've heard, you know, spoken to, just allow yourself to be vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with that, man, like... You know, we all have our moments and you can come back stronger from whatever bullshit you're going through. Nobody showed you how to live. Me either. A steady job, couple kids Act decent But I've been on a 10 speed Thinking about the time as the sun sets Like, what would I do different If I hit rewind and did it again Alright guys, well That was K-Flay And the song is called Dreamers Great record I'm a fan of K-Flay and check out the record itself. It's called Everywhere is Somewhere. Definitely worth checking out. But so I want to close the night with uh, just a quick quote. You know, we, we lost uh, Anthony Bourdain recently. And uh, just kind of a, a quick little quip before we go. I had a friend come over right around the time he passed. And he kind of was affected by it a lot. And he was really surprised. I don't know why this affects me so much. But he gave off a great uh, idea. He says, man, based on what he's done, it kind of made me think about my life. You know, and, you know, I enjoyed him going out, exploring, trying different foods. And the person that came over and visited me is not one to add, to do that kind of thing, you know, really put himself out there. And that kind of, and he's like, you know, what? I'm going to start doing that on a weekly basis. I'm going to, you know, get some money and I'm going to just go try some weird food I've never tried before, you know. And so that kind of tells you a little bit, hey, you know what, you know, this is going to be uh, a change for him. Maybe this inspires you to try new things. You never know. It doesn't have to be food, but just put yourself out there. You know, try talking to more people, making more connections. And, you know, Anthony Bernane has a, a cool quote here. I'm, I'm going to end it on here. It says, on life, as you move through this life and this world, you change. You change things slightly. You leave marks behind, however small. And in return, life and travel leave marks on you. Most of the time, those marks on your body or on your heart are beautiful often though they hurt so with that guys remember you can reach out to us online at my primos podcast on facebook 
or Instagram or email us at myprimospodcast at gmail.com. Take care of each other out there, you know, just keep perpetuating the good stuff, you know, reach out, make noise. And Walter, take us out. Uh, I'm a quote, another quote. <laughs> um, this one, it's, uh, people don't know this one. It said, hard work good and hard work fine, but first take care of head. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you gotta get it where you can find it. Solus, it's called Solus, baby.